0: You are now listening to Wave A Sound. Welcome to episode 45 of Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we aren't on your preferred platform, let us know and we'll do our best to change that. For exclusive first looks at Versus Mike History, follow and subscribe to Versus Mike History on the Fanbase app. And any further information can be found at versusmikehistory.com. Yeah, you know what I would say? Follow your heart. That's the number one rule. Follow your heart. Like a lot of people might not see your vision yet. You know what I mean? People might call you crazy or think it won't make sense. Follow your heart and, and just follow it all the way through. And that's when you'll see you making new ground and people will appreciate it later on. You know what I mean? Never try to do something to impress the next the next man, you know what I mean, next woman. Like it's really about what you see and, you know, what you have inside you. know Everybody's a unique individual here. You know what I mean? So you have something to contribute. So whatever it is, follow that and bring it out. And share the table with all of us, you know what I mean? Uh, check this out. Yeah. Always, always mean what you say. Real nigga till I leave, you know elevated do this rapping shit with ease, I got a brick on my sleeve, you dissing me please, compare me to different MCs, stop it, I really in the shit so I don't pop it, before Twitter was a trending topic, I was on the block with 30 shots and glocks had the spot hopping, stop it, but they acting like they don't remember that, been a leader with that heater, I got right up into that, you can't never take a killing back, Whole heart was in the streets. I had to leave and get my fucking feelings back. Same spot they shot my brother next day. I'm chilling at. I ain't lying. They was winning till we started spinning back. But anyway, said enough of that. Let's talk about this table. Let's talk about them Jess Yeah, let's talk about Jamaica. Ask about me. I ain't never been a fraud. I went hard from the start. Just in my city, I'm a god. Motherfucker. If you know, you know. Never been no phony, though. Rollies for my brody, though. Barely know Joe Rodi. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, family? We back again for another episode of Versus Mike History. Um first and foremost, happy new year. Took the first week off to, you know, ensure some quality content. And um you know we back. It feels good to be back and um we got a lot of content and we got a lot of good stuff coming up this year, you know. Um <clears throat> I got an interview dropping after this episode and um I do plan on going live on YouTube this weekend um so please look out for that and i'll be dropping stuff uh in coordinates with that is coordinates a word i don't know i don't think i use that in the right in the the right way uh nevertheless um i hope we brought our blackness into the new year i've seen that we've got some things that we need to cover already and um we're gonna get into it uh so Although it is new, a new year and it is 2021, COVID is still around, you know? Uh, we've been doing this for almost a year now uh, on lockdown. And I just want to remind everybody to be social distancing, to be wearing their masks, to be washing their hands for 20 seconds or more. And um, just to make sure that you're keeping everyone else safe around you, especially your loved ones, because, you know, they can get it. And be going in just an instant. Um Yeah. But let's keep it light and let's start leading with love. So as always, we're gonna lead with love. Um I don't have any specific shout outs this week. Um I just wanna give a shout out to everybody who's staying on this journey with me, uh, for this podcast. It's been a long it's been a long journey so far. The first year of this podcast was was really uh, fruitful and uh, fulfilling for me. And for you guys to show the love and support that you have um, behind the scenes and on social media has really been satisfying and appreciated. Uh, I got a lot of stuff in store for you guys this year, you know, uh, for the listeners. We're going to up the episodes and, you know, we're just going to put out good shit for everybody to listen to, positive black content for everybody to indulge in. And comment on. Um, I think that's pretty much it in terms of shout outs. I can't really think of anything else. Shout out to everybody who had a quiet holiday, who had a safe holiday. Um, Wishing blessings on you. I hope everybody is getting their, you know, New Year's uh, resolutions and intentions in order. And I hope that everybody is leading into this new year with good energy. You know, we need good energy in these times of madness with this pandemic and with the transition of power and the presidency. And, uh, you know, white people are nuts. So we got to hold it down on our end and make sure that, you know, this country doesn't come completely unraveled while we seek the revolution. Okay, so I forgot to talk about this earlier, but I would do – I did want to pay my respects to to, two legends within our culture that we lost recently. So I wanted to pay my respects by saying rest in peace to former principal of Eastside High School in Patterson, New Jersey, Joe Clark. Joe Clark was the subject of the 1989 film Lean on Me starring Morgan Freeman. And he was known in the 1980s for his unconventional and controversial disciplinary measures as principal of Eastside High. Rest in peace to you, brother. We all remember Lean On Me. You want to smoke crack, don't you? (laughs) Um, Yeah, rest in peace to you. And rest in peace to author and black novelist Eric Jerome Dickey. He undoubtedly helped revolutionize an era of black storytelling, and he will be greatly missed. Um, He has written many books within our culture, and uh, he will be missed. So I wanted to stop and pay my respects really quickly before we get into the black spotlight, but we can go ahead and do that now. Peace Kings. So the black spotlight of the week goes to Raphael Warnock, the Senator elect of Georgia. He won the runoff election uh, for the Senate in Georgia, as well as um, John Ossoff and uh, Raphael Warnock replaces Kelly Loeffler in the Senate, becoming the first black man to ever, become senator in the state of Georgia. So shout out to you, Brother Raphael, Brother Reverend Raphael Warnock. Um, is a very esteemed position to be a part of the Senate in this nation and um, for you to have become the first black one in a state where so many black people live and spend their money and represent black culture for the rest of the nation. It's important that we have somebody representing us um, on these higher levels. And, of course, this was made possible by the great um, Stacey Abrams. Shout out to her. And, yeah, let's go ahead and get into our topics for the day because we got a significant amount to get into. Let's get started. Okay. So I think that where I want to start first is with um, Flo Millie. Because my good sis man she's just she hasn't had the best week gonna gonna be clear on that hasn't had the best week um she was featured in a beats by Dre commercial where she gets out of the car and then starts dancing in front of a confederate statue and um you know, Twitter is going Twitter. And um, they didn't react positively to the to the ad because, quite frankly, it's not really a positive ad. Um, It's not it didn't it wasn't reciprocated how it was intended to be reciprocated. And, uh, you know, I think that Flamilia as an artist is getting a little bit too much flack for this. Uh, I don't think that it was hurt. I mean, okay. So this is how this is how I preference it, because I was having conversations um, about this earlier in the week as well. And basically what I was saying is that, you know, we don't know if she was the person to come up with this idea in the office, you know, or if this was a group of white people who thought that this would get a positive reaction out of the the demographic that they were intending to sell their product to which clearly has to be black people um and you know it sucks it sucks because she is getting all the flack for this and not beats by dre who is owned by apple now and one of the major things that bothers me about this whole scandal if you will is the fact that we consistently see these black companies get built by black creators and they get bought out by a larger white owned company and this white owned company is thinking that they're buying into blackness that they can buy into a company and then whatever demographic is buying that product they can then just have access to and they do this specifically with uh, black culture you know they think that they can just buy into it because it's so easily accessible. But the reality is that once you take a black company or take a company that is black owned and you take over it and you put white oversight into it, it is no longer a black owned company. One and two, it isn't really even a black company anymore. You know, the these companies try to reach these black demographics by by owning our shit, but it's like, you will never reach the people who you intend to reach if you're trying to control them. You have to create some type of um, space in between that gives the audience space to feel comfortable with you as a brand. And um, they think that that has occurred once the black owner of the company has occurred millions, and has been so successful. But the reality is just that, you know, you have to have black people in executive positions at black brands in order to reach black people, whether black people own it or not. You know, black people aren't always going to complain about a black person being the head of a company, but they will always complain about there being black people in the space in general. And just to get back to what we were speaking on in the beginning, I don't think that Flo Millie was a part of this conversation, a part of the larger conversation of the marketing. And if she was, I don't think that she had even the final say as to how this product would come to be. Because any rational person would see that ad promo and be like, you know, it just doesn't really give off the vibes that maybe we were going for, you know? And you would think that Beats would have the wherewithal to at least apologize after the whole situation unfolded the way it did on social media, but they haven't said anything, which means that they're leaving the artist who they created the product for or they created the commercial for out to dry, which bothers me a lot because it's like, well, you guys probably sold her on this would build her career up and give her opportunities in, in a bag that she hasn't seen before, but in reality, it's just, created more issues for her as a black artist as a black female artist at that and um, it's not cool you know so I'm just here to give a slightly different perspective on a situation that we've all been uh, (laughs) keeping our eye on and um, shouts out to Flo Millie man keep your head up and um, you know it's unfortunate that you took that blow to your career that you did but all in all we know that you're a great artist and ultimately you'll bounce back from this. And you know, you know that's why we got to own our own shit and we got to promote our own shit because you know, when we put white people in charge of us, we start to do goofy shit. And um when white people put that bag in front of you, you can't you can't succumb to that. So yeah. But um I'm going to keep it I'm going to go ahead and keep it moving. I also wanted to express my best wishes for Dr. Dre. He was admitted into the hospital a few days ago. Uh, He suffered from a brain aneurysm and, um, you know, he had everybody reeling off of whether we would lose him or not so early in the year, because that has been a trend for the past couple of years. But, um, he did post onto his Instagram saying that he was recovering. Um, he was healthily recovering, and that he was getting back to his best self so shout out dre and um we're keeping you and our best wishes here moving on um I saw that jada kiss was jada kiss will be starring in the first episode of the monogram series high Tales so um, a couple weeks back, I announced that Jay Z partnered with a larger, um, a larger brand to start his, his weed company Monogram, and now he is presenting a piece of content to us called Tales. and uh, it'll be a series that'll feature artists and where they talk about their experiences with weed in the music industry and how it attributes to their process creating. Um, The first episode of this series is on title, and I haven't gotten to see it yet. Um, I have high hopes for it. You know, it's really dope that we're moving into the era where marijuana is widely accepted and widely legal across the country. Um, I'm excited to see how this era shapes out for our black people in terms of how we make money and how we've suffered at the hands of the law. But nonetheless, um, the first episode of that is on title. I do plan on checking it out. I just haven't yet. And uh, I think it's a good idea. You know, um, I do think that title has a little bit of a content problem. Um, they don't really have anything on their app that, you know, draws people to their draws people there or keeps people there rather. Um so I think that that I think they should work on that and moving forward in the future. But outside of that, you know, these are all dope moves. And um as long as us black people are progressing and thriving in the culture, uh I see I have no quarrels with this with this move. Um and it'll be pretty entertaining to see all these artists share their stories about the times their most iconic high moments and things like that. Um but yeah, go ahead and check that out. Monograms High Tales. Um I think that's premier it, it premiered on Tidal. I don't know if it'll be available on YouTube or not. But yeah. All right, let's get into the bullshit. So uh <laughs> we all know that um here in the United States of America, miracle, Merck. Um, we saw an insurrection on Wednesday at the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. So Donald Trump, before Wednesday hit, um, he spoke about giving a rally in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, and he encouraged a bunch of his supporters to come down and listen to him speak because he has something to say about the election on the same day that they will be recounting the uh, the election. And uh, ultimately, the decision that came of that was that the election was counted correctly and that Joe Biden will be president. <clears throat> and of course, a bunch of Trump's followers post this rally um decided to go nuts because apparently this was their revolutionary day uh they had been planning this ahead of time um leading up to when joe biden would be announced that he leading up to the announcement that joe biden would still be becoming the next president of the united states uh so in response to that, um, a bunch of white people decided to 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 uh, ransack the uh, Capitol building. And I don't even like to use that word for real, to be perfectly honest, because it wasn't really a ransacking. They were let in. Uh, the thing about this nation that we fail to address a lot of the time is that white people are almost always in accordance with one another. Whether it's <clears throat> the left or the right, um, they know what's going on, you know, and they pretty much stick together within their communities. And not saying that there was that there was information that this was definitely going to happen prior to in any circle that I've seen or any circle that, you know, any mainstream um, news outing saw, but it could have been predicted easily, and it was predicted that uh, there would be some type of insurrection or uprising post this rally, because um, there are rumors swirling around on the internet. Nonetheless, it doesn't give those people any type of uh, justification to run up into a state building and, you know, try to take it over and try to take hostages, and, you know, try to do whatever they were intending to do. Um, It didn't, it wasn't successful, depending on who you ask. Um, Really, what it comes down to is how the nation responds to what just happened. We've seen a lot of people get arrested, and fired from their jobs, since this has happened. And while that is just the beginning of what they can do. Um, Really what's important is what's important to me is that we address this as the facts. We address this by the facts. So this was an act of domestic terrorism. It's straight facts. You know, a bunch of people ran into the Capitol building and they tried to take it over um that's literally an insurrection uh as a black american i didn't find myself to really be a part of this experience because it didn't really have anything to do with me however it does glare a very bright light on the privilege in this country and how law enforcement, how law enforcement has responded because even though people have gotten arrested and fired since then, uh, much worse has been done to black people for much less. And, you know, we, that's what, that's the thing that we try to drill into people on a regular basis. And it's all just nonsense, honestly, Like, the fact that this is all happening because Joe Biden may become president is ridiculous to me. Um, I do think that this country needs to deal with its white supremacy issue as soon as possible, or the dynasty of America will fail. Um, I know people don't like to really use that word, but if we're going to keep it real we're living in an imperial dynasty uh that started, you know, essentially with slavery uh <clears throat> the con- the the rest of the world is looking at us as as complete fools and they should be because it's embarrassing to be perfectly honest it's embarrassing as an american to see what is allowed because people keep saying that oh this was like Uh, this was such a dark moment in American history and yada, yada, yada. But these things have happened before. It's not like this is something that's completely out of the ordinary. There have been revolutions and, um, rebellions, but you know, to see them almost state sponsored at this level is, is huge. And that's why a lot of people were calling for Donald Trump to be impeached once again, And further moved from office. But the reality is that there isn't much that Trump can do outside of, you know, meddling with the nuclear codes that could really shape America in a negative way uh, before he leaves office. I do know that one of the major things that um, Trump has the power to to do and that he does plan on doing before he leaves office is to try to execute some more inmates, which I find insane, uh, that he has made a priority of. But nonetheless, um, the events that occurred this past week were pretty nuts. And I would, uh, encourage all black people to, you know, stay safe, protect yourself, protect your family and do what needs to be done to ensure that your future is, Um, in good hands because these white people, they, they're not looking out for everybody. They're looking out for their liberties and, um, their liberties haven't been attacked. (laughs) They just feel as though that their privilege is they're losing their privilege, which isn't true either. But, you know, um it's the reality we live in. It's, it's hard to really put into words what we saw, but, um, I try to look at it from the, not the perspective of, Oh, if that was black lives matter, because it wasn't black lives matter. And, um, you know, it isn't necessarily a healthy coping, a a healthy coping mechanism to imagine black bodies being out there being shot by police officers and military officials. Um, A few people have lost their lives due to this. Um, There was a woman shot in the Capitol building. A police officer lost his life. And a couple other people uh, lost their lives. But honestly, they gave their lives supporting a cause that they felt was important. And um, if that's how they wanted to celebrate their last moments, then so be it. You know, Um, I'm not going to speak ill of the dead but it is what it is and um people suffer consequences for their actions and this is just the consequence that comes with it and um hopefully moving forward um we don't get a lot another we don't get a lot of instances like this again and our government officials can do the right thing and you know put uh put laws in order to to stop these types of things from happening and Yeah, I really don't even have much more to say about it. I think that we should all just stay vigilant and pay attention to the important things. But yeah, you know, racism is kind of going crazy right now. So stay safe and, you know, get that firearm license. All right. Last thing I want to touch on before we get into some new music is this whole um, WB and Ray Fisher scandal. Uh, or scenario, situation, rather. Uh, I don't know the specifics of the situation in detail, but I do know that uh, while Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg in the Justice League film that came out in 2018, while he played that role, he received or he experienced or he witnessed some sort of um, some sort of injustice. I don't know what it was specifically. I don't know if it was sexual harassment. I don't know if it was racial injustice. But there were issues on the set. Um, this is after. This is coming after. Uh, the film was announced, and Zack Snyder was supposed to be directing this film, but unfortunately, he had a death in his family, which caused Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon to take over. And, um, Walter Hamada, who was, who is the president of DC films, um, oversaw all of this. And, you know, once all of these things happened, uh, Ray Fisher took to social media to announce that, announce all of the things that he had witnessed and to shun this executive that had been making people uncomfortable or making him uncomfortable, uh, on the film set. And um, a lot of his co-workers and peers who worked with him on the set have come out in support of him. However, uh, DC Films and Warner Brothers ultimately don't feel the same. So Walter Hamada, it was recently announced that his contract was being extended as president of DC Films. And that Cyborg would be written out of The Flash moving forward. And I just find it crazy that um, people think that this black man would put his career on the line um, for something that may not be true. You know, if he feels this strongly about it, then there is no reason why this man would put his career on the line for a film that's been out for years. You know, it really does suck when um, film studios don't support their actors. And this is what I talk about when I say that, like, these big companies don't support creators, because there's no reason why this actor should have to go on social media to plead his case about an executive um, within a company that they just extended his contract. So it, it just it's bad optics altogether, because it makes it seem as though it makes it seem as though there are there are no people on his side. There are no people who have his back within that organization to help him, um, recover from whatever he experienced on that set. And it's really unfortunate. And I really enjoy, uh, DC films and I really enjoy DC comics and all of the content that they've created. They created iconic superheroes and this and that and yada, yada, yada. And you know, they were bringing this, this content to life on the big screen. And unfortunately they couldn't create an environment that was suitable for black people. And I just find that so incredibly uncomfortable. Like there's no reason that this should be happening still. There's no reason that should have been happening at all, you know, like, but nonetheless um, they've decided to move forward without him. And I personally stand with Ray Fisher because there's no way that a black man is putting his privileged career on the line that way just for tabloids. It does. It it doesn't make any sense. So yeah, I stand with you, brother. Let's get into some new music, though. All right. So y'all know that I've been um I've been talking about this. I've been thinking about this album since like September when. I first heard the first single and uh, you know, I really fucked with it and I was, and now that we got the album, it's, you know, couldn't be a better product than I imagined. Um, We finally got that Jasmine Sullivan album guys and I'm really excited because the album sounds great. You know, there are a few songs on this project that I really, really enjoy. And, um, I'll just play one of the songs that I really like, cause I don't want to like go into, I don't want to play too much music, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to play one of the songs that I really enjoy. And this is that one. This is called, uh, Price tags, Jasmine Sullivan, featuring Anderson Pack. Yeah, man. So I'm really excited about this Jasmine Sullivan album, to be perfectly honest. um, She is such a talented singer. And I, fe- I always felt like in the past that she didn't get her Just due. Like, why is it that... Let me turn this off. Why is it that so many times in the past she released such good music and she always uh, felt victim of just being, you know... Uh, just being a single artist, not to say that she hasn't seen any success, but, you know, it's like she just should have seen more. She's just more talented than a single like and also uh, Jasmine Sullivan released a Tiny Desk performance along with this album um, that is quite literally a vocal clinic. She's one of my favorite R&B artists, man, and I'm so glad that she's getting her just due now because Um, there are so many years where she wasn't and, um, you know, I've always been a fan of her just because she's so down to earth and her music always been real and relatable. So yeah, go ahead and, uh, listen to Jasmine Sullivan's hotels, H E A U X tales. And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep listening to them. Uh, what else we got? Honestly, I still haven't been listening to a lot of music. So um I really don't know what's what's been circulating. Uh Sweetie has her new uh single called Best Friend with Doja Cat. And um Yeah, essentially that's pretty much it. Like I know that there. oh, Griselda, they released a um they released a project, but it's a motion picture soundtrack to a film that they've been putting that they that they put together i haven't seen the film and i haven't listened to the album but i'm sure there's some joints on there i'm sure there's some joints on there and um yeah that's pretty much it for music for me honestly like like i said i haven't really been listening to a lot of new music but um there's i think that division is gearing up for a new album they released a new they released a new joint as well called you somebody and, um, outside of that, that's pretty much it, man. Oh, now, neo uh, she released a song, but, you know, all in all, there weren't any typically major releases. And, uh, we supposed to be getting a Drake album this month. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I could use a new Drake album. But that's pretty much it for new music. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and in terms of TV, I just finished Snowfall Season 3. Uh, I'm excited for the new season to be coming back. It's coming back in February, towards the end of the month. And um, another show that I've been watching is Killing Eve. Um, Killing Eve stars Sandra Oh as, a, as British intelligence looking for a female assassin that she basically becomes obsessed with. Um, Really, they become obsessed with each other, but um, they become it becomes a nice game of cat and mouse. And it's been really entertaining. Um, I just started season two. Season one was really good. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Like, I don't really have much in terms of TV and music this week. There was a lot to get into, though, for the new year. And uh, I'm just glad I got to reach out to you guys. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up the show now. Send topics questions music and movie suggestions uh you can follow the podcast on twitter at vs mike history and on instagram at versus mike history you can find me on twitter at mike history and you can find me on instagram at last name history uh follow versus mike history on the fan base app at versus mike history and you know you can find everything this podcast related at history.com. You can find new playlists. You can find our live streams that we will be doing. You can find new episodes, yada, yada, yada. Make sure you look out for all the new stuff that we have coming. Um, I got an interview with my guy, John Crawford from Camden, New Jersey, that's dropping on Wednesday. And I am gonna go live on Friday. I don't know really what I'm gonna talk about. But make sure you guys are following Versus Mike History on YouTube and Wavy Sound on Twitch so that you can catch that. And um, I'm out, guys. See you. Peace.